Hello, and welcome to another Nine Circles audio thing. As always, I'm your host, Buke, and I am joined by the front woman of Capra, Crow Lotus. Bro, how is everything going today? Everything's going great. Thanks for asking. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm up. It's a chilly uh, morning. Well, chilly afternoon here in Maryland. How are things <laughs> down your way today in Louisiana? They've been really cold lately, which, you know, I say cold over here and to you, it's probably what you're <laughs> used to, but we're all like, we don't know how to act. It's so freezing cold over here, but yeah, you know, I, I, you know, People talk about the weather because I guess when some people don't have things to talk about, everybody can, you know, unite around the weather. But you mm-hmm. and I were talking before I hit the record, but where did you just move from? Oh, well, I'm, I um, live in Lafayette, Louisiana, but I okay. just moved from like a house to an apartment, basically. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so no, this is nothing, nothing huge. New. Okay. So you weren't going from like Buffalo, New York, no to way. Louisiana. Okay. <laughs> no, we're in the okay. South. So, so, so what? What would be like a, a cold day for you guys? Because like here it's in like the 20s or 30s and it's miserable outside. Is it like right. 60s for you guys? You're like, oh boy, so, on the lumps. So, so for me as a small woman, like <laughs> anything below like 65 is horrific. <laughs> but for I think for most people, if we start getting like below, I guess below like 50, that's really, yeah. really cold. Yeah. Or do you uh, judge it by how many mosquitoes you guys are getting bitten, chewed wow. up? Wow! Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we get a lot of. I have never been down your your guys' way, but I, I just imagine springs and summers down there are just miserable. Oh, yeah, I, I just avoid any body of water like after <laughs> April, basically, because that's where they all you know that's oh, where they hang out. Miserable. Well, it is very miserable. We're not here to talk weather. We're not here to talk forecasts and stuff like that. <laughs> we are we are talking on the eve of your guys debut album in transmission comes out april 23rd via blacklight media and of course metal blade records Mm -hmm. uh to say 2020 was a crazy year 2021 hopefully we're starting to turn the corner on things you guys have this album here how has the last couple years found capra and where we find ourselves now on the eve of your guys debut album coming out um well so for the past couple of years well i only joined about two years ago but we really really uh we were really enjoying our i mean we say that the live performance for us is where the magic happens really i mean obviously like we put a lot of uh work into our recordings but um it's just nothing like the live show where uh we're really able to kind of let our energy loose and it's just been rough you know not being able to do that and not being able to kind of um show i guess what you know everything that we have to offer it's like rough you know there's a special thing about us being fans of this genre that i think more so than like country music jazz or anything like that there's a certain energy and vibe that you need to have in a live show. 
Right. Um, like if people are not familiar with you guys, just go watch the video that you guys have right now. That <laughs> right there. Oh, it, it does a pretty good job of encapsulating what you guys are about. But I really think you do need to have that live. Right, right. There's there. just nothing like it. It's like some sort of almost like a physical intimacy that you're kind of sharing with yep. everybody in the so, building. Uh, Crow, I, I have to ask you, It's I, in reading the notes getting ready for today, it said you guys finished just right around the end of 2019 and, and you mm -hmm. sat on it. And obviously, because, you know, last year we all know what's happening around the, the country right now. Right. I, there were some big, some, you know, some big name artists that did release albums last year was this something that you guys thought yeah we may put it out last year or as we started to turn the course on this virus you guys said yeah now we're gonna put it out now well i think what uh really ended up happening was that um around the time uh we were really hoping to get signed to black like media you know what i mean yeah. we were really really banking on it and of course like it hurts to like sit on something that we worked so hard on and that we like kind of spent so much time perfecting but we really wanted to wait until we were able to release it with these people that we like have so much respect for you know what i mean I that's kind of i think that's where we we just wanted to do it with the actual label instead of just come out with it independently i got you now you had mentioned earlier that you you know had, had joined the band later, uh, Tyler and Jeremy had already had the band. How did you come to join the Capra and get into the mix? Well, it's kind of funny because uh, prior to Capra, like I wasn't a vocalist really. I mean, okay. I had another band that I played with and I played bass guitar with them actually. And for one, uh, we like, I mean, that was everything we did uh, on our own. Like we kind of just recorded everything at our own place and, um, there was one song that we decided to kind of mess around with, with me on vocals, just because it was like, at that time, we basically had just given up on everything else. <laughs> we were just wanted to experiment a little bit and it ended up turning out well. It was, I mean, I probably didn't really, you know, I was probably hurting my throat or didn't know what I was doing, but I enjoyed it. And I think that, uh, the guys from Capra had heard it and they were like, well, let's, let's try her out and see, you know, how she works with the band. And we ended up just getting along really well right away. So, you know, I don't know if you have ever heard this before, but I am a father to a little six-year-old girl. My little girl has seen, cause I am trying to slowly get my girl into daddy's music. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm my, I'm unfortunately I went through a divorce a couple of years ago. So when my daughter goes to her mom, I can't control the pop music that her mom plays for her. But right. when, when she's with daddy, she's she's hearing metal. My <laughs> little girl has seen you and seen your video, you know, parts of it in the earlier video you guys did. She thinks you're awesome. Oh, my so little sweet. my little girl thinks you are like. A pop star to her. Oh, that she, is so cool. I love so, that. So are you kind of aware that, you know, in the genre that, that we listen to, there are not, a, there, it's still uncharted territory. There's not a lot of women in punk and metal and hardcore. It's, right. still, it's still a scene. I don't know why more women are not, I guess, the vocalists for yet. Right. Or right. even, is, is that something you're aware of still? Yeah, or, um, or, or or not or not to speak for you. You don't even look at it like that. And you just you're a vocalist just like the next guy. Well, um, 
you know, obviously there are like really big differences just in my own personal experience as a human being as a woman. So uh, that affects my music in like various ways. I do find that whenever I meet um, other women, like in the hardcore scene or the metal scene or the punk scene or whatever, like I find that there's automatically some sort of kind of unspoken sisterhood. For me, I love women. Like I love, you know, sharing my experiences with other people. And I love being able to relate to people that have had the same like experiences as me. So I find that it just, it just kind of makes me feel in a way stronger in my femininity. You know what I mean? And then it feels great to be able to feel like there are other people that are saying, Hey, I'm not alone in this. And there's somebody else that, that I can relate to basically. And and that's the one thing about it that, where I was going with this is that I don't think you may be aware of that you are, are doing because like my little girl, she may hear daddy's music for the long time and she may Mm -hmm. like it, but she may not, she may see all of my, you know, I'm not having her watch like a brutal cannibal corpse video or something, but (laughs) she she may see or hear daddy's music and it's, you know, it's big, long haired guys one after another. Then yeah. she sees you and she's like, well, hey, I can, I I can do that. this. I love that. And I'm so happy you yeah. mentioned that because representation yeah. for me is something that's super important. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it is it's it's something that, you know, and it's it's interesting that we're we're getting into this because March is Women's His- History Month. And and when I knew I was talking to you, I wanted to ask you when you were growing up and you were a, a, a young girl and you know a teenager and where you're at now who are the women in music that inspired you to get into this you know what um i was thinking about this last night because um the funny thing is is that uh, i realized that most of the women that inspire me you know, don't come from like a rock background or metal or okay. anything like that. It's just totally. Well, I mean, I guess you could say Debbie Harry technically is like, you know, rock. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Would you consider that rock or pop or yeah, pop? Whatever. Pop, yeah. Pop, but rock, yeah. Debbie Harry was a, a total. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to use Curse. profanity yeah, on the show? Say chat? whatever you yes. <laughs> you, was a, <laughs> say whatever I mean, I guess you I want. I should ask that beforehand. No, she was, she's a total badass. I mean, yeah. she was in a lot of ways. She was a total punk, you know, in a different kind of way. But uh, and, and, obviously, and, Janis Joplin is a yep. huge inspiration to me, just as like conceptually, not necessarily like musically. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I like her music, but obviously, I'm doing something inc- like way different from what she's doing. Um. And uh, there's actually a new artist now. She is a pop artist, but her name is Grimes. And I've been, I don't know if you've heard of her, but I'm I, totally I haven't. into her. I don't know what it is. I just think that something about what she's doing is really, really cool. I think it's like just totally different from what everyone else is doing. It's this space alien robot type, you know, cool. I don't know. I, lo- I love that concept. You know, there, there is, is something in it. Of course, I can't. I, I can't speak, obviously, what it is like to, you know, be a woman or grow up like that. I can only speak as a, as, as a, a father of a little girl who right. is raising my little girl to, if my little girl wants to be a scientist, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be her biggest fan. If she wants right. to be a metal singer, I am trying to instill in my little girl that just because she's a girl that there's nothing in this world, if she wants, she, she can't do. 
Yeah, so that's is, awesome. So it is so cool for you and so cool for my girl. And I'm sure there's little girls and there's teenagers and even women your age who see you and you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe I was that drummer. Or I was that bass player. Now I am maybe going to grab the mic and give it a try. Right, right. Totally. And actually, fun fact, speaking of scientists, I actually have a bachelor's degree in geology. That is awesome. <laughs> and I'm a metal band. So that, no, maybe, hey, you know yeah. what? That is that is so cool. Okay. Do it's you, just so random. It's like totally one of those random things I never really talk is, about. <laughs> is that something that, that you, that's your profession still, or that's just what you went to school No, I just, I think you? I just felt, I just felt like getting a degree in it for whatever reason. And then as soon as I got it, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done with this chapter of my life. <laughs> that's so all like, I needed. <laughs> I think I just wanted to be able to say I could do it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then, yeah. that's were it. there, were there times though, when you were on your way to getting it, were you like, what am I doing to myself right now? Oh, absolutely. Basically <laughs> the entire time, <laughs> basically really? the entire time. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> so strange so strange i think it was like i needed to be able to say that i could just so that i could turn away from it because okay. if i if i just like randomly stopped i'd be like well this is something that like you know i gave up or whatever and i didn't want to like i'm just so bad at being like at quitting anything even when it's bad something that's bad for me you know okay so are you with that said though are 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 you your worst critic like for, do you go back and listen to your re recordings or shows and you're like, oh man, I sound terrible there. Or do you inspire yourself to improve every time? The funny thing is, is I'm definitely not my own worst critic. They have some <laughs> mean people out there, man. Oh. Creative though. Very creative. Um, I did. I will say when I first started, I couldn't stand to listen to the recordings of the shows just because I was just... I guess insecure or uncomfortable, but now I, I'm just to the point to where like I'm actually creating something that I really enjoy and something that I'm proud of. And I'm just like, even if I do a terrible job, how could I be upset with myself for like, you know, putting this much effort and like caring about something this much, you know, now, I couldn't you, possibly. You, you come from a, a, a state that has, you know, such a pedigree of metal bands and punk bands. You know, I just, oh, totally. I'm, I'm more of a metal head. I will, I've said before on record punk scene is something I wish I would have gotten into more. I, I don't know punk real well. Hard Hardcore scene, I'm really, I've, I've been big into that in my earlier years. I'm trying to get real big into that again. But right. like in the metal world, you guys have like the, the famous acid bath, goat whore. Oh, I, yeah. I hate God. Yeah, totally. Yeah. How, what was your introduction into this world when you were younger or now? What, what got you into playing this type of music? Um, gosh, was it like, because... like me? Was it a parent? Was it a friend who? No, it wasn't <laughs> actually. Um, well, me and my, uh, older brother, we always just kind of were, uh, into the same thing, I guess. And so we'd always just be showing each other music that we found. Okay. And, um, he's only like a year and a half older than me though. So we were always neck and neck trying to, I guess, compete with each other on who found the cooler yeah. music, you know? And then um, eventually I just started kind of just going to shows. I don't even remember exactly how, but I just you ended remember up the at first show you went you went to. I don't. It's just funny that you met. It's funny that you asked because I really can't remember. But it's just a bunch of like usually local bands. And I couldn't even tell you the first big show that I went to. But um, Do you remember the first album you ever bought? <laughs> oh, my gosh, I don't. Wait. <laughs> Give me a second. I, Let me think I have the, I'm, I am, I'm 38. So I remember right. when I was younger, my first album I bought 
it's so funny where I ended up now, but it was Green Day in their Dookie album. That's funny. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, yeah. you had to start somewhere. No, totally. Well, the funny thing is, is that I'm 25. And so okay. when I was a kid, we just torrented music all the yes. time. Oh, God, we didn't yes. really buy that many albums. Was it yeah. Napster or LimeWire for you? It was li- totally LimeWire. Yep, totally LimeWire. Yep. <laughs> for legal reasons, we are definitely joking. <laughs> no, and you know, you know what, you know what, what is funny, though? That I've I've interviewed a bunch of artists like in your position where you know they're on the eve of their debut album or their upstarts, and they're right. like, you know what, Puke? We knew we finally made it when our album made it on the torrent sites. Then uh, we, totally, <laughs> then totally. When 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 some Russian dude in Siberia uploaded our album, yeah. I knew we had <laughs> we had finally made it. Yeah, totally, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so you don't remember your 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 first album or I don't remember the first okay. one I bought because I never really bought them. yeah you know? it, I mean I did funny, like because I was talking with one of my friends like my, I was wondering like will my daughter at six yeah you know I buy a lot on Bandcamp to support artists and I have an extensive vinyl collection of a couple thousand vinyls right. I still buy records and I buy cassette tapes because I like to support artists but. Right. For like my daughter or kids, you know, I say kids these days in air quotes with Spotify and all these streaming services, Mm -hmm. they never need to buy an album if they don't want to support an artist. Right. Very true. You can just stream everything. That's true. Yeah, it's crazy. It's true. Very true. I do. I mean, I did have CDs, but most of them I had were just given to me by my parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't really like, I mean, it was like The Cure and stuff like that. The Cure and Blondie and Prince, which is cool, but I never so, really buy. I guess I didn't buy those. So how did it come to playing bass then? Was that something you just decided to pick up? Well, my older brother, um, once again, he had a little band that he was playing in. And I, I think their bassist had just dropped out randomly. And I said, well, hey, let me figure it out. How hard could it be? You know, <laughs> just, and um and then I don't even think we ever ended up playing a show with that little band. But it just got me into I was like, yeah, I now I can't give up. Now I really do want to like play for, you know, live for people. And then we had started our little group for a couple of years and that ended up fizzling, but I do miss it. I like, I enjoy, you know, being able to do that, I guess. So how does, <laughs> how does being a vocalist compared to being a bass player? Do you like the vocal duties more than playing the bass or do you like? Well, um, I do like being responsible for less equipment. So yes. if something screws up, like it's a, it's a lot easier to find out what's screwed up rather than having to check all my connections. And then also, um, it's nice to be able to roll around on the floor a lot more. And I did that when I played bass, but now I don't have to worry about getting tangled up in too many wires. So You know, there is something about, you know, because I'm a fan of death metal, but I use death metal as an example because you look at like a death metal front man. He, mm-hmm. he can't compare with like the style of music that you guys play. And I don't even know how you would describe it, but for fans who haven't heard you guys yet, I would say it's like every time they die, sorry, every time I, I die, um, mm-hmm. there's many different elements like that type of, of vein in it. Right. I saw trap them live years ago. I'm drawing a blank on the front man of, of trap them, but he's an absolute madman. When I saw them, he had actually had two broken feet from jumping off a speaker kit. Oh, he, <laughs> he had knee pads on and wow. he was still running around the stage, yeah. crawling around the stage like a madman. It, yeah. it was insane. 
Yeah, totally. And it like, takes a toll I, on your body for yeah, sure. I'm sure you've been to shows. The first time I saw, like, an every time I I die show with like an open uh, stage, the fans mm -hmm. can jump. It was blowing my mind. I'm like, my God, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. yeah. Do, <laughs> do you have you guys played shows like that, or for safety we reasons? Have. You <laughs> we have. I'm sorry, Burp. Yeah. We had we played a show with a band called Callous Dow Boys from uh, Atlanta, and they put on a really um, uh, interactive show. I'm gonna put it that way. What, like, what everybody's was the, the band's name? Callous Dow Boys. Okay. And um, I guess the like everybody that was there was just feel it, kind of just feeling it, and uh, whatever we had played, people were running through the stick because you know it was like the stage was same level as the. Uh, what do you call a dance floor or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. Not that people were dancing, but anyway, yeah. people were like running through us, like weaving in. And I was like, Dude, this is crazy. <laughs> this I think I crazy. almost got knocked out a couple of times, but <laughs> it was really sick. I like, cause you know, normally if you're like on a riser, then uh, yeah. there's like a certain amount of um, a disconnect between you and the crowd, but it's nice to be on the same level. So I like shows like that a lot. So I have to go into something here that I, I know listeners here will enjoy because of the, a lot of some content that I like to do as well for video game worlds and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Metal Blade recently started doing a series where you guys, you and a couple Metal Blade artists are doing a live Dungeons and Dragons playthrough. Yeah. That, it, it has been so fun. Like my friend Mario yeah. from Court of Lilith is in it. It is, it is such a cool series. How, how did you come to uh playing D, &D with with the others is this something you had is this your first taste into the world of this D &D? is my first I, I and i was like terrified i just i was so scared that i didn't know how complicated it was going to be you know i thought it was going to be like to the point to where i was just there looking really dumb making everybody kind of like wait up for me as i tried to figure everything out but it's totally the funnest thing ever and yeah. i like can't recommend it enough like if you're thinking about playing it it's just the funnest thing like and me and the dudes that we play with everything it is so oh, yeah, so dude. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I took the time <laughs> like me preparing for this series was like so stressful because I got a bunch of books from the library, Dungeons and Dragons books, and I like built my costume and everything. I like totally wanted to be as educated as possible on it. And uh me and the dudes that uh I'm playing with like we we're just all like at this point we're just all so attached to each other, you know, like we're just having a great time and building this really awesome storyline. So is this something that's going to continue for the foreseeable future? Well, we've got our last episode for this campaign on this Friday at like okay. 2 PM for me, which is central time. Yeah. And, um, I don't I'm not really entirely sure. I think they mentioned like, you know, potentially picking it up later, but, uh, I definitely hope that I can be a part of it again in the future. Cause it's super fun. Super that, fun. That it is. It is cool. You, you know, you play, if I'm correct, a half orc, right? I do. Yes. <laughs> so how, how, how did you, you know, picking your, your class and race is a big thing in Dungeons and Dragons. How did you right. come to end up on that? Was it just you going through on those library books, eyes closed and being like, okay, stop. Or was, oh. <laughs> well, no. So, um, actually I feel like for most video games that I play as far as like, you know, like Elder Scrolls yep. or Dark Souls, stuff like that. Like I always pick like uh, basically an attacking, almost like tank character. Like I never really so, pick so characters. I. Right. I never really pick characters that are like, you know, like healers or a lot of spell casting, anything like yeah. that. Just because I feel like for me, 
I'm not responsible. Like, with, like me, I always stuff. go, okay, let, let, let me put myself in the game. I'm not the smartest. So yeah, expels <laughs> and stuff like that. Get them out of here. Give me basically, a sword. And, give me, give me a like, sword. And axe. Exactly. That's basically where I'm at. So I just wanted something that was just like a lot of damage dealing and, um, just attack, attack based yeah. basically. That, that is cool. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, with, the internet age that we live in, it's really easy to pick up and play campaigns and everything like right. that. Cause you can, and you can play with people all over the world. I, I highly right. encourage anybody who has not played D and D or any role-playing game that now is a perfect time to like hop on discord servers. Absolutely. You can find people all over the world to play. And with. I also want to say that people in that community are very, very inclusive and inviting. So it's not like some weird gatekeeping type yep. situation where they don't want you to everybody want, you know, they're like very inviting and very informative. So which I appreciate which that. Is, too. Which is funny because you know, the world of video games and gaming as a whole, a lot of communities are like that, where if you are new or if you suck or you're terrible, you're quickly, you know absolutely shown which is crazy because when you know even just when i was younger and i'm not that old it was i mean the point of video games was to enjoy yourself you know it was to have fun and i guess now that everything is so public i, I don't want to like blame streaming for this or anything like that but now that everybody's like skill set is so publicized i think that people uh have a tendency to try to shame other people a lot more you know what i mean yeah i mean i don't know how did, would you compare your experience to that i i, I would i would 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 totally because the thing is that you are so on display now right. because if you're like a streamer or you're generating content, you're stacked up against, Hey, I got this score. Well, big deal. So-and-so got this score. So-and-so right. got these many kills around or so-and-so mm -hmm. beat the game this way. Right. And, and everybody now as, as gamers, People are trying to stand out more and more. So you get more people trying to find their stick a right. little bit more. And right. If that's either being rude or being an asshole, I, I don't know. It's uh, I know. And and you know what? And I find that um, actually the streamers that I enjoy the most are the streamers that screw up constantly. You know what I mean? Like people that are like <laughs> always like dying or getting blown up or whatever, just don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> yes, like I find that that's the doing. most charming for me because it's like relatable. You know what I mean? I can't stand to just sit and watch somebody that's just like absolutely no challenge whatsoever. It's like, what's the point? You know, I so mean, not to be, I, you know, so I have to ask what, when did you, you know, we're transitioning into gaming. Cause I, I love getting, you know, video games and heavy metal are my huge hobbies. Society, you know, right. when I'm not when I'm not out in the woods, hiking and working out. Um, right what or how did you get into gaming i should say did you grow up always gaming was it your brother oh, yeah. again no i mean we grew up since i mean since i can remember being able to use a controller basically we, we always played games i think my first uh the first consoles that i had or first like devices i guess i had like the original game boy and i remember okay. like the first game that i was like addicted to was the like God, I think it was Super Mario or something. Okay. And I still remember the level that I couldn't get past as a kid. Like it was, uh, God, it was like, <laughs> it still, man, sticks I think with it, was you super, it still makes me mad. Cause I remember <laughs> I would have to get my mom to beat the level for me. And then, um, from then on, we moved on to like, I think we had a Sega Genesis. And then we also had, uh, a Nintendo 64, which I always played Castlevania on. Castlevania yes. 64 is still one of my favorite still games. One of the greats, yes. Dude, I have a, like an emulator on my laptop and I'll play it sometimes. I'll like 
set up a controller to it and i'll just play it and i play not Symphony quite the same of the night, but... like once a year still oh, I, yeah. I love i love the castlevania right. series yeah god i mean nintendo 64 was probably like one of my favorite consoles just i guess maybe because of all the like good memories i have yep. with it now then, do 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 you still play video games, games? yeah like i do you're still actively playing Game I do, now. yeah. Actually, mostly now I play PS4. Um, working on getting a PS5, but it seems like it's impossible right now. <laughs> so yeah, struggling a little bit, but I, I mostly PS4 and sometimes PC. But I have transitioned pretty much. Like PC has always been my first love. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know, PC. I have I have every console. Like my Xbox uh, Series X is right next to me. Like I I have every console, but there's just something about PC gaming for me that has always just been something special to me yeah for um, sure do you in playing games and stuff like that is there a certain type of game you like to play um i think probably rpgs are my ultimate favorite but i like strategy games a lot i don't know if you've ever played age of empires but that's like one of my favorite games of all time <laughs> i i have but maybe it's my add is is too strong when when, when when there's so much on screen to manage. There's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am so just, much going on. I am I am lost. Yeah. Because, well, there's like, a certain Starcraft point that I lose in a game. There's a certain point where I just give up because I can't like I'm just like, okay, well, this is not there's no way I'm coming back from this because I cannot bring my brain to do the thing that does the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just have to give up at some point. Yeah. Have you ever got into like shooters? Are you ever into the Call of Duties or anything? Ah, uh, Call of Duty, not so much. I like like zombie games, like Resident Evil stuff, like that. I guess I mean that's considered a shooter, probably. Yeah. But not necessarily like not okay, really into so like military games. When COVID, you know, starts to you know slowly drift away and we kind of get back to normalcy, mm-hmm. how how do you plan to? occupy yourself you know on the road and stuff like that i ask because one of my favorite thrash bands warbringer john keevil the lead singer i remember before an interview once i had to wait like 20 minutes because he was finishing up a starcraft round uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. it is so cool like, he was playing that is starcraft. Really cool. yeah, yeah he was like Hurry up to the venue, tap into their Wi-Fi, and play like oh great StarCraft games. I know that's like different <laughs> when you're on PC. It's like wow, that's like a whole other level of dedication exactly. on the road. So, you know? so when when you're on the road, do you bring your laptop for laptop gaming, or you just worry about driving to the shows and um, I don't the gaming really kind of takes a back seat. Uh, I do bring my laptop, not for like gaming though. That's just for like just in case I. Well, you never know. I mean, yeah. not to say that I wouldn't, but. I do have a Nintendo Switch that I play whenever I oh, like, nice. go in places. Yeah, but uh, have you played Stardew Valley? I have, but I played it on PC, and I don't know what it was. I guess maybe it, I had just played so many games like it, I just couldn't get stuck it couldn't on get, it. Yeah, I I'm really I'm trying to get really big into it, but I I like I love my Switch for little like roguelike games. I play a lot right. of Dead Cells. If you haven't yeah. played Hades, I recommend you check out Hades. I heard good things oh, about it. It's amazing. It is, I'm gonna have to look into it. It is absolutely amazing. But did anybody else in the group game? Oh yeah, we all yeah. do. Oh, well, <laughs> not so not as much Jeremy, but uh, the drummer. But everybody else is really, really big into gaming for sure. Cool, cool. So, have you guys talked? When are you going to start to get some? 
plans made for this year? Have you, as anything, ah. I know, which, like, I know some states, um, like I got a message today that Texas is being Texas. And Dude, they, <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, basically heard something about all the regulations being lifted, or I don't even yeah. know. I mean, like, I, I got a message today from saying uh, Texas, Texas is making, uh, Texas outwitting us all again, saying that Texas is open 100% everything, and they also ended the statewide mask mandate. So if you guys are dying to support the album and don't care about maybe dying yourselves, <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> tra- travel to Texas. Man. So I guess it's just kind of playing things by ear, moving totally. ahead, right? I mean, really, yeah. there it's so it, the frustrating thing is not knowing. And we really don't know because, yeah. you know, who's to say that we're not going to have just another random shutdown and, you know, everybody's standards for how bad things are are completely different. So, yeah. It's just like, you know, maybe some places will open up before others. And then even then, if they are open, are we comfortable being a part of that? You know, yep, yep. could it's, potentially it's, make a lot is, of people mad. You know, the one thing about these times, like you know, I've said it in our normal podcast episodes we do here at the, the crew. I have mm-hmm. heart failure from an autoimmune disorder. Oh, wow. And a lot of people like my age, your age, the ones who think oh, if I get it, it's not going to hurt me. Well, they don't think that. You know what? People like me who's uh, autoimmune, it could kill me. It could kill our parents. It could kill our grandparents. It could kill every 500,000 people have died from this damn virus. I wish it's not necessarily just how you as like yourself are experiencing it. It's definitely about everybody else. So So have you guys been asked to or have you thought about doing any of these Internet shows like the slay at home or your own we did thing. do the uh we did this did you guys do for, okay i'm sorry I, I I, was, I, I no that's that. all right i think it was november maybe 2020 okay. um and that was i mean i really enjoyed that and we we like did a full production like video for ours just to be extra i guess but we really did enjoy it we got a lot of good reception from that too cool cool what do you guys have any plans here in if I don't see things being any different next month, right. but do you guys have any plans to help celebrate the album re- release doing a full show at home or something? You know, maybe so. That's probably a good idea, but we need to come up with something special. You know, maybe I'll bake yeah. a cake <laughs> <laughs> on live or something. You know? but People you know- love stuff like that. I made a video of myself. I just said, you know what? I don't know what it was. Maybe I was drunk or something, but I made a video of myself or I went live just eating like a rotisserie chicken and I got more views on that than I got on anything else. Me just sitting there silently eating some chicken. So, you know, I I am blown away. There's a whole YouTube thing of like people. It's not even like that weird ASMR stuff. It's just like you're talking about mukbang. I think or something. Yeah. (laughs) I can't watch that. I have gone down some, (laughs) I have, I have gone down some rabbit holes. Like I, I'm talking like I've been on the internet since the internet was a thing. And I've been there since YouTube started since the star Wars kid back in the day. Right. Right. I, I don't get watching people eat, but you said you were right. I feel weird, but I like cooking. I like watching people cook, but I feel like I've thought about it. I was like, it'd be funny, right? If I just sat and like ate a whole bunch of food, but then I feel like not to be like dramatic and dark, but that's like in a way that's a little little insulting to a lot of people who are starving. You know what I mean? So I just can't bring myself to do it. So you, you, you just mentioned you like to cook and stuff like that. I, Mm -hmm. I was recently turned on to the Bon Appetit channel. 
Oh, their yeah. YouTube channel is amazing. The uh, there's a there's a bunch of great ones on there. Do, mm-hmm. do you have a dish that you're known for? If I was to ask you, Crow, make make your your dish, your best thing. You're making crows what? Probably either my fried chicken or my baked chicken. I'm good oh. with chicken. Okay. I'm good with chicken. Okay. Cause you know, fried chicken, that's something that people would take pretty seriously. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can kill it with some fried chicken. <laughs> I can kill it with some, but the only problem is, is I have attention problems. So sometimes, you know, I'll burn something here and there, but my rest of my seasonings, my recipes are. Is it secret well, though? Is it one of those things that you'll take, no. take, take, take to the grave? Well, there's certain little things. There's certain little things that I do that I feel like ugh, if I tell somebody, you know, like, oh, well, this is the secret to like getting it really crispy. I'll feel like a little weird about saying it out loud, <laughs> but I'm not like, you know, I don't know. I like to help other people. So <laughs> I try to be a total snob. So, so a couple more questions here and I'll mm-hmm. let you go. Uh, how have you found working with Blacklight and the Metal Blade crew? Because in my experience, just from a pr- promotional standpoint, the whole right. team there, the, the label, I love them to death. I love right. working with them. I'm, I'm sure it carries over to your your side. Right. right. Well, I'm super, super happy to say that I, everybody there is really, really awesome. That's awesome. Uh, really supportive, really easy to communicate with. And I just feel like I lucked out to be involved with with this kind of team. So that is great. I definitely can't imagine it having, I mean, they really, really know what they're doing over there. Oh God. Do they ever? Yeah. <laughs> do they ever? You know, did when, when you joined them, had you guys, I, you know, I can't remember the history. Had you guys already had this label deal done or was it, it all came about once, once you joined. Um, what you mean well basically we i don't think tyler really did i mean he did most of our like yeah he did most of the hard work here. yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah no, as, like, someone has label to stuff. yeah god i mean he's like he really really kills kills it like as far as responsibility yeah. and stuff like that so he uh i think he did the bulk of like the label hunting after um after i joined but the fact of the matter was is we knew what we wanted we knew we wanted to be on this one and cool. we didn't really put our cards into anybody else i mean which is probably not something i should admit but we we just no. knew that you know like this is the label that we really really wanted to be on and so we totally lucked out that they uh they felt that you know that same well, connection which you know says a lot when they, when when everybody you know now can fire up a com- computer or a tablet when mm-hmm. they can make music, when they can put music out to get signed and to have an album coming out, says a lot about you guys. And that's why I recommend right. everybody check check you. Uh, well, thank you so much. Out. I appreciate it. Um, when you guys can get back out there, and you know, again, like I mentioned earlier, you guys, a bunch of this album, all of it was finished in twenty nineteen, right? Right, right. I believe yeah. so. So, is there a bunch of stuff, I guess, in the fire, ready to come out now? To, I guess, we are working have some on some EPs more stuff or right now. Things ready, or yeah, another album lined up. Like, what's what's the plan? Like, how do you? I guess I'm sure you just you have so much pent up that. Right. 
Well, I think the plan right now at the moment is just to write as much as possible. You know, okay. like now is as good a time as any whenever we're all kind of like being forced to do nothing. So, which I have to tell myself again, I have to remember time. the album still isn't out for another what month. So, right, right. you know, so I guess let's just let people get this first before yeah. they <laughs> we're jumping the gun. Yeah, yeah exactly. well, we do we're... have, we are continuing to write more. So, we're trying so, to. How do you, how, how do you see yourself? Ha- have you, you know, since this is, you know, two years, you know, year and a half past where we finished this, mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in the band now, writing wise? Where are, are you at now, lyric wise? songwriting wise from where you were back in 2019 hmm. um you, you you could say oh, i'm in the same spot or i really haven't thought about it or <laughs> i guess i i mean i do consider it but it's it's one of those like existential crises that i mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like there are most of the things that i've written about you know i still feel the same way i still feel um hard to say i mean i do have a lot more things that i'm angry about now than i did at the time (laughs) and i will say that you know with the way that kind of like everything's been dealt with as far as like the whole covid situation and um other issues that we're handling right now there are new things that i have kind of been looking into and discovering that have kind of been pissing me off that i want to write about so in that regard uh, i guess i'm just uh found new things to be angry about (laughs) do do you feel because you know, I've I've mentioned this too. I have PTSD from an incident that you know happened to me prof, prof, uh, professionally. Wow! Uh, I had some people unfortunately die as I was trying to save some people. So it really I'm sorry to has, hear that. It really has shaped me who who I am, and I I say that because I had to take a step back in my life and learn how to heal and cope with things. Absolutely. I don't I don't play any instruments. I'm just a fan of of music. Right. But I where I'm where I'm going with all this is how do you feel after you get up there and get to let it out? Is it you know, is, is is this for you? Is this that that outlet you crave or you need? Uh the crazy thing is is um it definitely I mean I feel relieved after I get it out just because, um, it definitely is hugely therapeutic for me. Um, but I will also say that, um, I get these weird, like sometimes I'll just feel really down, I guess, just because it's so much, I don't know, dopamine or whatever. I'm like releasing so much emotion that afterward, I almost just feel like, wow, I feel like I just got in a fight. You know, like, I feel yeah, like you I feel just, like, man, I just got beat up. Emotion, yeah, exactly. A, yeah. Emotionally drained. And so after shows, sometimes I feel so bad because I know a lot of people want to talk right after the show, but sometimes I'm just like, I just got to chill out for a minute. Like it's almost really like going that. to therapy in the sense. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like sitting yep. there having a talk and you're just like, oh, okay, Crow, tell me, tell me, tell me what. You know, it's just you just let right. it all out. This massive vulnerability afterward, yes. for sure. Do, yep. Do you feel that way too in the lyrics you write? I do. Yeah. I do. Um, a lot of them come from a place that's uh, that is really dark or something. You know, that I potentially had to deal with that was really traumatic. And sometimes, um, if I'm not careful, I feel like I can almost relive those things whenever I talk about them again. And yeah. So especially um, to go out and be expected to perform them. Night, Absolutely. night, night after night. Absolutely. So uh, you're, I feel like you're constantly straddling this line between authenticity and, um, you know, like yeah. ke- keeping your sanity, basically. Because, you know, it's, 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 you know what, it's almost like writing a, a journal 
that mm-hmm. every single night gets opened and read by everybody. Exactly. Very true. Yeah. You know, because, you know, like you or whoever who keeps a, a, a journal can share whatever they want and then they can put it under the bed, put right. the note, hide the key and that's it. Right. Here For you have sure. to open it up every night. Absolutely. Very true. And it's like if you write about something that doesn't, you know, hurt sting a little bit, then it's like then nobody, you know, who wants to hear that? You know, who wants to hear something that's totally lacking in emotion or lacking in authenticity essentially and you know that's i think what why this resonates you know being a fan of this music so much because you are such such an excellent vocalist because the emotion you thank you you there are a, a lot of bands in this genre that i don't like or don't hook with me no disrespect to them but it some of it kind of sounds for lack of a better term, kind of whiny, if that makes right. sense. Yours, right. yours does. Yours just sounds like you just, just emotion. You're just, just letting well, out. Thank you so much. I it, appreciate that. It is. It's, it's, it's really cool to hear that. Now, do the other members, do Tyler, Jeremy, do the rest of them uh, share with you their input, or is this all strictly you from a lyric standpoint? Um, from a lyric standpoint, it's completely me. I mean, there's okay. not. I mean, I'll ask them sometimes for like, you know, does this sound weird or what, you know, like things like that. But basically for the most part, it is me um, completely. And they, they had some songs that with the previous vocalists did already have lyrics to them. And I just was like, scrap that completely and just rewrote mine. Now, how, how do you feel about that? If, if you were to come in and, and sing somebody else's or perform somebody else's lyrics, would you, Let's say Crow, for example, you know, hypothetically, something medically happened to you and tomorrow right. you couldn't perform anymore. Right. Would you want someone doing your. Oh, that's such an you? interesting question. Yeah, I have never thought about that, too. Just would right. you want somebody because I had a falling out with my best friend and I, I used to do this podcast years ago. He was my best friend. And when I had this falling out and. He continued the podcast without me. I was almost kind of, I was offended. Like, my God, you're, that's my seat. This is my stuff. Right, right. It's like, you know, would you feel the same if somebody was doing your Man, lyrics? you know what? Um, I think that it, I don't think I would be offended as long as that person was like respectful about it. You know what I mean? If they were kind of like, ah, oh, like I'm coming in and I'm, you know, totally, if they were totally irreverent and then also like, you know, like using my intellectual property, like that for me would be really yeah. difficult to deal with. But I think that if they came in with a, with a certain amount of respect for like, you know, what I, the work I put into it, I'd probably yeah. get over it. <laughs> I don't know. It just depends, <laughs> I guess. Totally hard to say. Cause I'm not in the position, but if I was, you know, now, had you been writing before you, you joined the, the guys here? Is, is, is this something you had done growing up or even as a bass player? Yeah. I mean, I always wrote like poetry and stuff like okay. that. And that's essentially what it is. Um, so, yeah, basically, I mean, not at the level that I'm having to do now. Like it's a lot more writing and a lot less time before it was just kind of like a sporadic thing. I have trouble sometimes articulating exactly how I feel. You know, I know I know yeah. how I feel and I know how it makes me feel. But it's like I don't know necessarily exactly how to like show other people what I'm feeling and that's what I'm having to work on. 
I I give you a lot of credit because as someone who has the writing skills of a caveman, I <laughs> I couldn't do it. I I have the gift of gab, but the, the, I have no writing skills. My right, my, right, totally my, my my dog in the next room could write write better. No, <laughs> I I give you a lot of of credit. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Crow, last last question here, and I will let you go about your day. And I again, I want to remind everybody that. Uh, Capra does have their debut album coming out April 23rd in transmission. Um, Crow, I like to ask uh, artists this who I bring on. Do you have a favorite track on the album or hmm. uh, or something that you're, you are most proud of? I that- think I'm most proud of Locust Preacher. That's actually the one that we uh, released with the video and not just to say because it's a single, you know, but it's uh, just because for me, that was one of those things. I mean, I wrote it about my kind of like my struggles with sleep paralysis, which is something that prevented me from being able to sleep at all for, you know, I was so afraid to go to sleep because I didn't know what was going to happen that I lost sleep for days at a time sometimes. And I think that I really managed to express myself well on that one. And uh, I think that other people are kind of sharing their experiences that they've had the same issue. And I think that people being able to relate to that is, is huge for me. And I'm happy that I'm able to connect with other people that way. You know, I have never experienced that, at least not that I know of, but from wow. what I've heard of it, it's, it, it sounds terrifying. It's crazy. can it's, be crazy. It sounds terrifying. Oh, like yeah. it's, it sounds like the, like a, a, a horror story. Does now right. does, does singing about it, you don't worry about it triggering it for you. You know what? It, the, it's uh, I'm glad you asked that because I was at first. It did scare me a lot, and um, so basically, I had to like just kind of go through the motions of just saying the words, but not thinking about them too hard. But um, knock on wood, strangely enough, it hasn't really given me. Any, you watch. Uh, You're gonna go to bed lately. tonight. You'd be like, damn, puke. He asked me. Uh, in, he asked me in the most innocent. I know. <laughs> he asked I know. Me no, during the I've been uh, I've been okay recently, and I think that uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, I've kind of looked in. I've done a lot of research on it, and I find that whenever you know what's happening to yourself, you tend to be afraid of it a lot less. So, you know, from a scientific standpoint. Oh, that I just know the power. You know, I think a lot of people who don't, and I don't want to say mental health, but a lot of people who don't have, I guess because I could say mental health, but a lot of people don't have issues with the mind or whatever a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. how how powerful the mind is absolutely my ptsd has taken over me i've had as a guy who's a social butterfly i've had anxiety issues i've had panic attacks where i'm just like i got like you you, you feel debilitating yeah you feel a For prisoner sure. you you feel it coming on and you can't do anything right so i can't imagine when you think what should be your most comfortable place, your bed that you're just a prisoner to it must be right. horrific. Great. Well, and then um, also when I was a kid, like I, that's the funny thing is, is I had it since I was a kid, like very young and I just didn't know what was happening at the time. And that's when it was the most terrifying because for <sighs> me, I thought like growing up, I thought my house was haunted, you know, I mean, maybe it was not to say it wasn't, but I thought that I was constantly being just like affronted by ghosts. Oh, and as an God, adult, it's like, well, terrifying. It is. It really is. As a Has kid, that carried know? over into anything now? Like, are, are you are you like uh, if you have to go stay at someone's house or crash yeah. with a friend or something? Do you does that? I know you said it hasn't happened in a while. Knock on wood. Right. But is that something right, right. That, that you worry about? 
Is it something? It is. Hey, is it, it something is that you worry yeah. about going on tour when you may be on a little sleep or you totally. may have been? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I, uh, my main thing, oops, sorry. My main thing that I worry about is um, other people having to babysit me, basically. You know, I, I hate the idea that somebody's going to have to like basically, sh- you know, like w- watch over me. But for, thankfully, um, you know, the people are pretty like my friends and people that I work with, with the bandmates and everything. They're all very understanding and compassionate about, you know, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. So now, are you all already that if again, perfect world COVID slows down and COVID goes away, are you guys in the position where you could really hit the ground running job wise? Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we'll make it happen. <laughs> regardless, <laughs> regardless of uh, how our jobs feel about it, we'll make it happen. So. <laughs> well, Crow, you have been a absolute pleasure to talk to. I could talk for Aww. you for hours. Well, it, thank you so much. I enjoyed this it, a lot. It was a, a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, again, In Transmission comes out April 23rd. I highly, highly, highly suggest everyone go out and buy it. Support Support her and the guys. It's uh, amazing stuff. Again, for what you've done for my little girl, and maybe Aww. inspiring her, I really appreciate that. Well, thank you so yeah. much for telling me. I'm yeah. so happy you told yeah. me that. <laughs> really, I, to, my little girl can watch like a little superhero, like a Supergirl thing on YouTube, and then your video could come on next, and she's like, Daddy, look. I, I'll never forget. She goes, Daddy. <laughs> she literally said, my daughter's name is, is Brianna. She, Brianna said to me, Daddy, Look, I I could do do that. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I, I might you that. you might not think I'm just up there doing a little silly music video, but right, right. Now there's probably some parents out there who would be like, God, don't let your kids watch that. Stuff. No, but, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can pound pound sand. Yeah, for hey, sure. Crow, it is a pleasure talking to you. You Thank and you the so band, much. please continue to stay safe. And Thank you. I will Thank hopefully. You. See you guys on the road one day. For sure. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.